0: ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another PC Boys podcast. This is your boy, Logan, and today, we have a uh, pretty good-sized podcast to come at you guys. Um, got some information to talk to you guys about. Um, to let you know what we're going to be covering for today, we are going to start off with the Crisis 4 teaser trailer. Um I'm going to hold my excitement in for a minute, because, you know, if you've been following my podcast, you know that Crisis is my favorite first-person shooter franchise of all time, so we'll get into that in just a minute, and we are also going to be talking about the fact that uh, PlayStation has bought Bungie, Um, however, I'm not going to be going in-depth on any like information, we're just going to kind of be giving a reaction to that, um, and what we think is going to happen with that. Um but anyways uh yeah let's get into the podcast. So uh the Crisis 4 teaser trailer. Now I and nobody I don't think was expecting to wake up and see this. Uh for those of you that don't know, um Crisis is a first-person shooter franchise um developed and published uh well developed by Crytek published by EA. But it is a first person shooter where you play as a soldier. Um, in the third game, it's Prophet. The second game is Alcatraz. And in the first game, it's Nomad. Um, but you take control of this nano suit. And it gives you various abilities from super strength, super speed, invisibility, armor. Um, and you have to fight against military and alien threats. Um, each game has their own doomsday scenario. Um, the first game is more open world ish, um, uh, with, you know, grandiose sandboxes. It broke PCs back in the day. It was the best looking game. Uh, but basically, you go into North Korea uh for a quote-unquote rescue mission come to find out you're really there to find out about like a seismic disturbance come to find out that that is a bunch of aliens in a spaceship underground of the island and then you know they proceed to you know send out their little invasion force that they have and you have to take them out and the mothership out and then in the second game the uh seth aliens who are who are the you know main antagonist uh alien group of the franchise uh um, they end up releasing, uh, the Manhattan virus, which is like a bunch of spores that de, uh, comp, or decompose, uh, the human body at a rapid pace. Um, and they essentially try to take over, uh, the city and from there would t- go to take on the world, uh, take over the world. But you, as Alcatraz and the Nano Suit after profit, you know, commit suicide, have to stop them and stop the spore, um, Which you do, and then in the third game it's about stopping the Alpha uh, alpha Seth and the Seth rising again from the ashes like 20 years after the events of the second game. And um, they open a Einstein Rosen bridge to the M twenty three galaxy. I, I think was the name of it. I haven't played Crisis three in a hot minute. Um, but anyway, sending an invasion force through, which Prophet ends up stopping. So, what is Crisis four going to entail? We have no idea. There is no details about this game. The trailer was just simply some graphics of uh, well, the nano suit um, and nanotech. With the number four, and then it says, uh, join the journey, be, uh, become the hero, I believe is their tagline they're going with. Uh, I'm really excited, um, to see not only where their story's gonna go, but if there's gonna be any customizability to the game, what the multiplayer is gonna look like, is there gonna be multiplayer, um, but I'm very, very excited to see what they got going on with the F- Crisis franchise because, man, it's been a while. Like, we're talking 10 years since we've had the last, in- or around 10 years since we've had the last installment with Crisis 3. Um, and us Crisis fans have been dying to see what they come up with. So I'm very, very looking forward to seeing Crisis 4 and what that story and stuff is gonna be like. Um, there, like I said, there's not, not really anything to break down in the teaser. It's just the amazement that there is actually going to be a fourth game in this franchise, which seemed like was it wasn't going to happen. But I predicted this. If you go back to me talking about the Crisis Remaster, I talk about how there is no way in hell that they're going to make Crisis Remastered, Crisis Two and Three Remastered, and not put out a new title because why would you remaster games that are old at this point and forgotten? about if you weren't going to be making another game you're trying to put the game back in the limelight for a reason and of course as we as i said they are making a fourth game i had no information no inside sources or anything to know that they were coming out with a fourth game i just had a gut feeling because of just looking at that and the trends of you know previous, um, games being remastered and then announcing a new game, right? Like, I mean, look at the Resident Evil games. They remastered Resident Evil 2 and 3, but they have made Resident Evil 7 and 8. So... Same ordeal. You remaster games when you're coming out with new installments to a franchise. That's just essentially how it goes. Because A, it's an easy... Like, Modern Warfare 2 Remastered came out. Modern Warfare 1 Remastered came out. And what ended up coming out from Infinity Ward? Modern Warfare 1. Modern Warfare 2 is coming at us this year. It's very obvious when you remaster an older game, You're and it's been dormant for a while. Rather, it's a sub-franchise or a main franchise. You're making another game. That's just how it goes i mean why put the game back in the limelight if you're not going to be trying to make a new installment um it just makes no sense out of maybe a cash grab but i just don't see crisis being remastered for a cash grab the cat the crisis fan base is not as big as call of duty hell i wouldn't even say it's as big as halo it's a pretty niche community but it's still really cool um but anyways Moving on to the next subject of this podcast, PlayStation acquiring Bungie. Now, we all know that this is in response to Xbox acquiring Activision Blizzard um, just, what, a week or two ago now? It, it almost feels like it was forever ago, but uh, here we are, Um, another acquisition. So, for those of you that don't know, now that Microsoft is owners of Doom, owners of... Um, Call of Duty and, well, once the acquisition falls through, but they basically have Call of Duty, Doom, and Halo underneath their belt. That's a lot of first-person shooter franchises. A lot of franchises. I mean, it's just ridiculous um with that being said sony needed a first person shooter they needed that in and bungie who worked on the original three halo games is a pretty good way to go so in terms of playstation going out and buying a first person shooter studio um makes a lot of sense because they kind of need to do that now possibly bungie could come in and make a new kill zone they could um, I don't know why they wouldn't just get Gorilla Games to do it, but then again, I'm not so sure on the contractual side and everything of where Gorilla Games and Sony are at, if they even own Gorilla Games, I don't have that information. But, it does make sense why Sony is doing this, it's basically in response to, um, Xbox buying, you know, Activision Blizzard and Bethesda, getting those first person shooters underneath their belt, you know, PlayStation doesn't have anything. And as I was talking about in a few podcasts ago about the Microsoft Activision Blizzard uh, buyout, yes, there's three more Call of Duties coming to PlayStation. Um, and a lot of PlayStation people and even people on IGN were talking about, well, PlayStation, of course, they wouldn't stop putting Call of Duty on PlayStation. There's just too much money to be had there. And this is what I basically you know, said in, in response to that. Um, that doesn't matter because A, they're trying to sell Game Pass on whatever platforms they can. That's Xbox, PC, mobile, okay? And number two, everybody loves Call of Duty, or at least buys Call of Duty every year, just about. So people will spend the money to get Xbox Game Pass. They don't care about the console sales, they just care about subscription sales. And that's what they're trying to do with this deal. So after those contracts expire with Activision and Sony, after the next three CODs, You're going to be seeing them probably be Xbox exclusive. Well, Game Pass exclusive. Because, you know, that's where Xbox is trying to sell all of their, you know, products on. Game Pass. That is the main thing they're trying to sell. So, when it comes to Sony, um, yes, they bought Bungie. But take a look at the amount of money Sony spent on Bungie. That's nothing compared to Microsoft's acquisition of Bethesda and or Microsoft... (laughs) or excuse me, Activision Blizzard, like, Microsoft just has way more money than Sony does, Um, but I understand why Sony went out and got Bungie, they need a first-person shooter studio, they need one to compete with Xbox, so, there, this now brings the question, is Microsoft and Sony going out and buying studios and, and, and companies, is this a problem for us gamers? My answer, yeah, it's a big problem, because, Now you're going to be forced to buy each console or a device that supports subscription services for said company to be able to play the games that you want. Now, yeah, you could say for Game Pass, Game Pass is a great deal. I don't agree, I don't disagree with you. However, the fact that Microsoft and Sony buying up all of these companies are basically gonna make you be like, well, I either have to buy a Sony platform or a platform that supports Game Pass. Which is, of course, on Xbox's side, yeah, there's more platforms that you can do, but who wants to go out there and buy two or three different platforms just to play a few games that they like? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I've never been a fan of exclusivity, and and I'm letting you guys know this. I don't play any Bungie games outside of the first three Halo games. I have not been a Bungie, you know, diehard fanatic. I just, I'm not a big Bungie guy. I don't care about this acquisition. It doesn't really affect me, but there are people out there that this does affect. So, what does this mean? Well, if I had to beg to differ, Sony is probably going to make Bungie games outside of Destiny and Destiny 2 exclusive to their console going forward, and might even put Bungie on some first-person shooter projects, rather those are of new IPs or live service games or whatever it may be. Bungie is now going to be probably behind that, and I would have to say, you know, a, a first-person shooter of an existing IP... Uh, like Killzone, a new IP, or live service game of some kind is where Bungie's probably going to be used by Sony, but it's going to be exclusive to their platform. I don't see Xbox, you know, really having a big deal about this, um, because, you know, they own three of the major first-person shooters, as I had said. Doom, Call of Duty, the best-selling game every year, and, um, of course, Halo. So, yeah, I mean, now this begs the question. does Sony go out and buy Crytek and get Crisis underneath Sony's exclusive uh, roster? Does Microsoft go out and buy Crytek? I mean, I, I don't know about you guys, but I mean, one of these companies should buy Crytek. At this point, if we're just going to go and buy up a bunch of companies, one of these companies might as well buy Crytek. I mean, they're coming out with Crisis 4. Now, granted, Crisis 4 is not as big as Halo or Call of Duty, but it is a very unique first-person shooter, and I think on the right platform, marketed the right way, it could do wonders for sales. But then again, that's my personal opinion. Um, but I do think that, yes, yeah, Sony and... You know, Microsoft buying up all these companies is ridiculous, and it's not going to help us consumers out in the long run. Uh, Regardless of what services they're providing and if it makes sense or not, you're going to have to buy multiple services or consoles to play the games that you want. And that, as a consumer, is a big loss. As opposed to just buying games from a company like Activision just straight up independently. But... Uh, that is my thoughts on these, uh, you know, two things that have happened recently. Um, I know with the Microsoft, or excuse me, um, PlayStation, Sony buying Bungie, um that I didn't really bring any actual information to it um, from articles or anything. But that's because, A, I haven't read any articles yet about it. Um, mainly, my interest is not, um, I guess you could say, it's not drawn to my attention immediately because it doesn't directly affect me. But I will get around to it. And when more information comes out about the acquisition, I will, of course, be sharing that like I did with the Microsoft, um, you know, Xbox, Um, acquiring Activision Blizzard, uh, story. But, yeah. So, going forward, um, that we will cover that, uh, more. We will cover Crisis 4 more when we get more information about that. So, I hope you all enjoyed. Thank you very much for listening. Um, if you guys, of course, want any you know news or updates, um, you should be able to request to join my Discord, I, I think is what you have to do. Um, I'm still getting used to the whole Discord thing because I'm relatively new to it, but I got rid of our Facebook page because I just don't use Facebook anymore at all. Um, I was thinking about making an Instagram page. I'm going to make an Instagram page. Um, I'm just trying to think of how I want to utilize it right now. Um, I, I don't want to make it without knowing how I'm going to utilize it. So I will have that made by the summer though, uh, for you guys. Uh, so you can go easily follow that. But for right now, I have a discord. If you want to go follow it, it's PC boys, pretty simple and standard. You can find it, um, spelled the same way as the podcast, but thank you very much for listening. Hope you all enjoyed and I'll catch you all in the next one.